Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're back in the book of John today. This is the last chapter in the Gospel of John. It's been such a pleasure uh, and joy to to go through this with you. And uh, I hope you have gotten as much out of this as me. Um, So we'll jump right in. Chapter 21, um, Jesus has been crucified and he has reappeared to his disciples um you know in <clears throat> in their room where they were locked away <clears throat> probably terrified that they were going to be crucified too so um some of the other gospels indicate that Jesus had told them to go to Galilee so they're there this is um after the celebration of the uh, Passover feast was over so uh, Jesus uh, probably waited to tell them to to do that until after this feast was over probably been proper thing to do so we'll jump right into chapter 21 verse 1 after this Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias and that's also called the Sea of Galilee McGee says it's probably the most famous body of water in the whole world it's not really a sea it's like a, about 13 miles across, um, but it's a big body of water. And uh, so Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, Sea of Galilee. And he revealed himself in this way. Okay, so verse 2. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, that would be James and John, and two others of his disciples were together. Okay, so they're back where they started by the Sea of Galilee. Isn't it interesting? Full circle. And McGee said that must have been a bittersweet time, you know, for these guys to be back full circle. And it's like um, how distressed they are. What a sharp contrast to. When they were there with Jesus, and now they're there without Jesus. So Peter just says, I'm going fishing. I mean, he just, there's no explanation. It's just, he's, 
probably overwhelmed. They're all fishermen. They don't know what else to do. I think James and John were, uh, another gospel says that they were partners with Peter in the fishing business to start with. But <clears throat> Peter just, he's probably, he's got to do something. They got there, they didn't see Jesus, and they're just, they don't know what else to do. They said to him, we will go with you. Either we're going to go with you to keep you company, or we're going to go with you because we don't know what else to do either, or we're hungry. They went out and got into the boat. That night they caught nothing. Then my study Bible says, fishing at nighttime was the preferred, the preferred uh, way to fish because you could sell the next morning whatever you caught at night because the fish were fresh. People probably wanted to buy fresh fish. So uh, they caught nothing overnight. And verse 4, just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. And I've thought about this before, but, it was, you know, probably as the day was breaking, you know, it's probably still dark outside, and you can't really see who's on the shore, you know. So if they're getting pretty close to shore, there could be somebody there, but it's too dark. Nobody's got flashlights. <clears throat> And Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? <clears throat> and they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. You know, and he, so it's they're kind of far off still, and they can't really make out who it is. And maybe the voice, they can't really tell. It's kind of far off. And they're tired, and they've been up all night. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of the fish. Kind of a flashback, you would think, of when Jesus performed the miracle of the fish earlier. And um, that disciple whom Jesus loved, which was John, and John is always referring himself in the third person, never by name, taking that position of humility. Um, so... And he has this spiritual awareness, you know. It was he that when Jesus went in the tomb, uh, he saw that Jesus wasn't there and he believed. And now he saw these fish and he knew it was Jesus. So therefore, uh, said to Peter, it's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat. They came to shore in the boat. And they're dragging this net full of fish that they could even haul in. For they were not far off <clears throat> from the land, about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid out on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And it was customary for them to count the fish. They would be doing this because they would want to know to how many fish they would have to sell. And although there were so many, <clears throat> the net was not torn. Interesting how the net, the first time that he, Jesus did this, McGee made the point that perhaps the net tore, but not now. The risen Christ is here and a contrast. The Christ wasn't risen the first time they cast their nets. Now they have the risen Christ. So when Jesus 
says, I'll make you fishers of men. It's symbolic that the net, it's like the gospel message. They have a stronger net now to haul in fish. To be fishers of men was something even more powerful than man-made nets. Yep, God made nets of the gospel. It won't break. And the symbolism is you bring in the fish you've just caught and add it to the fish that I have caught or I have provided. Okay? Kind of symbolism of what they're going to be doing as disciples. Your nets aren't going to break and you'll bring in fish and you'll add those to the fish that I have provided. Then he says, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. It's like, it's almost like a foreshadowing of come and let's celebrate being together again. Maybe that might be what happens in heaven. You'll bring the fish that you've caught. Add them to what Christ has prepared. And then you'll have breakfast. You'll have celebration. You'll be able to eat once again together. Now, none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And so, with fish, the fish, they're eating now together. This was the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Okay? Kind of a foreshadowing, perhaps, of what the gospel message is. He says, I will make you fishers of men. It's foreshadowing nets that won't break. Bring your fish to shore. Hauling them in with the gospel message. Adding them to the, the fish that Christ has provided. And having that celebration, that reuniting of what's going to happen probably, possibly, or what Jesus tells us is going to be a grand celebration in heaven. So, uh, chapter 15, now, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? You know, the first thing that Jesus takes care of is their physical needs here. And now he's getting ready to commission them. He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he, and he said to him, This is Simon again. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Jesus is telling Peter the manner in which he was going to die when he follows Christ. You will stretch out your hands refers to crucifixion. That's what they um, referred to 
sort of um, um, to tell it, it was a way to tell people how it was going to happen it was probably they knew what that meant <clears throat> um, so Jesus tells him what's going to happen without telling him how it's going to happen and after saying this he said to him follow me so in other words, Jesus gives him a foreshadowing of what's going to happen. But he's, he's asking him three times, do you love me? He asked him three times to, to sort of uh, to give him the opportunity three times to clear his conscience when he denied him three times that he didn't even know him. And uh, Jesus allows him to understand it. Um, cleans his ledger and tells him in the metaphor of sheep and shepherding you're going to be a shepherd you're going to do what a shepherd does to follow me I've given you a metaphor of being a fisher of men now I'm giving you a metaphor of being a shepherd and tending the sheep and you can give the gospel message out and cast the net and get fish. The net won't break. But you're also a shepherd that tends the sheep and feeds the sheep. The sheep that already you've brought them in the fold like a fisherman. But now these are sheep that the shepherd has to tend. Follow Jesus. He's a fisher of men, but he's a shepherd of sheep. Jesus, and, excuse me, um, Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He's again referring to John. John always refers to himself here as third person. And it, John identifies himself again, the one who had leaned back against him during the supper and said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? Okay, when Peter saw him, in other words, when he saw John following them, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? So in other words, Peter is asking, it, you know, maybe Jesus, you know, what about John's future? What's going to happen to him? He's trying to get his head around all this. And Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. In other words, whatever my will for is John, you don't worry about it. You follow me. And maybe, you know, Jesus kept John around until he saw him at his revelation. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Or he's telling John, I'm not going to have him crucified. What's that to you? You follow me. And you're going to be crucified. You are going to be the you're going to be an example of a shepherd. You're the rock. And then you're the example for all to come. The fisher of men and a shepherd of my sheep. And 
you're also going to be an example of the first one crucified. You know, you're an example of me to everyone else. A special example. Do you love me? McGee makes the point that before we even worry about the gospel message, we need to worry about do we love Christ? Before we worry about all kind of scripture and all kind of stuff, we have to have love for Christ. If we don't love Christ, whatever we're doing in the church, whatever we're doing on retreats for the church or talking with people or trying to shepherd people, trying to shepherd one another, trying to give one another advice, trying to take care of one another. We have to love the Lord Jesus. We have to love Him before we can help anybody else. This is the disciple, verse 24, who is bearing witness about these things and who has written these things. This is disciple. Again, John's referring himself in the third person. And then he says, and yet we know that his testimony is true. He Again, my study Bible says he's kind of like referring him to himself in the third person as plural also. We know it's a self-reference on the part of the author, most likely including his readers as the we. We know, you and I both know, or his associates in the affirmation, that, you know, he's got people that he's been interviewing or whatever, the rest of my disciples, we know that this is true. He even puts the plural in there that it's not just his account. We have, we know this is true. Now there are many other things that Jesus did, verse 25, were every one of them to be written. I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. The book of John. Tremendous. Next time, we're going to start back in the book of Deuteronomy. So, at least for me today, I'll be signing off for this study today. Tremendous study. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. And as always, for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. See you here next time. Hello, so today's study is coming from John chapter 21, beginning at verse 1, all the way through to verse 25. And this actually brings us to the conclusion of our study in the book of John. It's been a great journey uh, in which John has highlighted the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. John has highlighted that God, the Son, Jesus Christ, is, he, he never lost his deity, and he is part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So here, in this chapter, there are three incidences that are reported. And the first incident is the fishing experience on the lake. That's the Sea of Galilee. 
the second incident is breakfast on the seashore and the third is Jesus Christ announces the death of Simon Peter and calls him to service so the first incident that's the fishing experience we see that he is to be the Lord of our wills and then the second incident that's breakfast on the shore we see that he is to be the Lord of our heart and the third incident when Jesus Christ announces the death of Simon Peter it shows that he is the Lord of our minds so he's the Lord of our wills our hearts and our minds so scripture reads at verse 1 of John chapter 21 after these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias that's the Sea of Galilee and in this way he showed himself so here earlier he had actually asked them to go up to Galilee into Galilee and there he would appear to them and they have gone there and here they are waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ to appear to them verse 2 goes on to read Simon Peter Thomas also called the twin Nathaniel of Canaan in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and the, and two others of his disciples were together so here they were seven in all who actually gathered together and waited for the Lord Jesus Christ it was a mixture of different types of people these disciples and different personalities verse 3 goes on to read Simon Peter said to them I am going fishing they said to him we are going with you also they went out and immediately got into the boat that night they caught nothing so the Lord Jesus Christ when he appeared to them you know after their fishing escapade he didn't rebuke them um, as to why they actually didn't wait for him because he told them to go and wait for him so you know the disciples were in Galilee by the Lord Jesus Christ's commandment and he told them to go there so maybe they actually got tired they probably like sat there and waited for a long time and you know looking at the personality of Simon Peter he was a very um, you know impatient kind of type of person so maybe they got tired of waiting and you know actually being idle so they went they decided to go fishing and you know one can never catch fish lying on a feather bed or cast a net from an armchair and we have plenty of armchair Christians who don't want to go out fishing you know who just sit there and you know they expect um, to actually grow and progress but <clears throat> they end up achieving nothing so we have too many fundamentalists today you know these are the people who are um, they are conservatives more more like conservatives yeah they are fundamentalists today we're actually sitting on the sidelines doing nothing but they are out they are criticizing you know them they're criticizing other people who are doing something 
so these men the disciples the seven of them they went out and our lord never condemned them for that so they went out and caught nothing here we have noah for instance in the bible he preached for so many years but he actually converted nobody you know apart from his family so god says we are to be like you know a tree planted by the rivers of water and that rivers of water is god's word and that we bring forth our fruit and season so we don't always catch fish but we should be fishing so even if you know you don't bring any converts doesn't mean we should stop fishing we should continue fishing like noah did verse 4 goes on to read but when the morning had now come jesus stood on the shore yet the disciples did not know it was jesus so you know it's safe to assume it was a long way off um so they were out at sea you know a couple of hundred miles away away and jesus christ was on the shore he was standing on the shore so this you know it was a normal experience that they actually didn't recognize him verse 5 goes on to read then jesus said to them children have you any food they answered no so you know someday he will actually ask this question to us as well did you catch anything so they didn't catch anything so what you know in other words he will ask what did you do for me down here on earth did you go fishing and catch anything verse 6 goes on to read and he said to them cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some so the whole thought here is that he actually directs the lives of his own and where you know they actually fish according to his instructions so the net fills up and the net didn't break this time because now they are fishing with a net that's strong and it's Annette, that's the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And they are witnesses to these things. Verse 7 goes on to read, Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, this is John, said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he had removed it and plunged into the sea so simon peter you know he was a good fisherman as well as a swimmer because he had been fishing all his life so three years before the lord had actually called him um you know at the same spot and they actually went back to fishing and he called them again you know simon peter and the sons of zebedee and andrew peter's brother and now he's actually back calling them again to fish for souls of men and not just for fish verse 8 goes on to read but the disciples came in the little boat for they were not far from land but about 200 cubits dragging the net with fish then as soon as they had come to the land they saw 
a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread jesus said to them bring some of the fish which you have just caught simon peter went up and dragged the net to land full of large fish 153 and although they were so many the net was not broken so here he said um sorry the lord jesus christ not here the lord jesus christ said if i be lifted up i will draw all men unto me so the power of a lifted up christ the weakness of the church and the impotence of the church right now is it's not actually holding up the lord jesus christ so the church is not holding him up in order um you know the church is actually not holding him like, holding him up and in order for men to actually draw towards him the church is sleeping today they are quiet they are you know sideline christians verse 12 goes on to read jesus said to them come and eat breakfast yet none of the disciples dared ask him who are you knowing that it was the lord so it's not um hook and line fishing here that we actually are seeing it was a net that was not broken so the net represents the gospel and there was not you know there was actually no gospel but the teaching of the lord jesus christ when the net broke but now it's the death and resurrection and the net didn't break so the gospel didn't only save or it doesn't let me just rephrase that the gospel doesn't only save it will actually hold so the purpose for believers is to keep them even in failure they can come and are kept by the power of god through faith so once we have faith the power of god keeps us you know we keep him lifted and he draws men to him and the lord jesus christ keeps us and you know this is the peace and joy that we tend to experience in our lives um you know times are not always rosy everything may not always go according to plan as if we just continuously have faith in the lord jesus christ only then we will experience that peace and love that we so much seek and there is the statement of simon peter in first peter that's first peter chapter 1 verse 5 which reads who are kept by the power of god through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time so we have his purpose for believers it's to actually direct their lives all the details in their lives you know cast the net on the right side that's the instruction that the lord jesus christ gave the disciples so we have here what we have here is his purpose in this and he's the lord of their wills and now they have breakfast on the shore in Galilee, and he's the Lord of their hearts. If they are going to serve him, 
their hearts must be right. And he's the Lord of our wills. So whatever we should do, we should do on our own self-will. And not something that's actually coerced. So if we willingly go to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him by faith, only then are we in fellowship with him. Only then are we part of the body of believers. And what the Lord wants out of everything is your heart, my heart, it must be right with him. Verse 13 goes on to read. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. So we have here three times that the Lord Jesus Christ interrogated Simon Peter. So he's actually calling this faltering, fumbling disciple to service. And he interrogates him three times. Why three times? He actually, and Peter here, Simon Peter responds three times. And three times Christ gives him a commission. So why? Why the number three? Why three times? It's because Simon Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. And Simon Peter calls to the ministry, is actually called to the ministry after the miracles. So, yeah, after the miracles um, of catching the fish. So Simon Peter lost you know, the ministry. Because Simon Peter is actually called to the ministry. You know, when the Lord called him to the ministry, he was fishing and he didn't fish much. That was a different incident. And there was the miracle of the fish. And that's when Simon Peter was called to the ministry. And then Simon Peter actually lost the ministry in the fire of coals when the Lord Jesus Christ was arrested. And Simon Peter was asked if he knew the Lord Jesus Christ and he denied him. And here in the fire of coals now at breakfast, um, similar but not identical Simon Peter is actually called back to the um, to the mission to the ministry so salvation is a love affair so we love him because he first loved us and the supreme word in religion is love so it is a greater compliment to be trusted than to be loved faith will die when the object proves unworthy but love lives on so there are three components hope faith and love and among the three love supersedes them love is greater so simon peter failed but the lord no longer could have confidence in him but he still loved him verse 15 scripture which reads so when the lord jesus had eaten breakfast jesus said to simon peter simon son of jonah do you love me more than these he said to him yes lord you know that i love you and he said to him feed my lambs so verse 16 goes on to read he said to him again a second time simon son of jonah do you love me and he said to him yes lord you know that i love you he said to him tend my sheep so simon peter here is not boasting like he actually boasted of um him laying down his life for the lord jesus christ so he's grieved and he's told tend to my sheep so the sheep need feeding also as well as lambs he's told tend um first he's told feed my lamb and now he's told tend to my sheep so 
this is the secret of service do you love him today so jesus christ said if you love me keep my commandments and one of his commandments is that you go out into the world and preach the gospel so he's actually the lord of our will affection hearts and all important our love for him that's what he wants above everything else so let me just read verse 17 he said to him a third time and like i explained earlier simon son of jonah do you love me peter was grieved because he said to him the third time do you love me and he said to him lord you know all things you know that i love you jesus said to him feed my sheep so he said peter was asked three times and i was getting worried and grieved and he's not boasting now he's being you know very cautious well you know about um, giving out answers to Lord Jesus Christ verse 18 goes on to read most assuredly I say to you you were younger you girded yourself and walked where you wished but when you are old you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish Okay, so now we come here to the Lord of the mind. And he's actually telling this man that he's to become a martyr. So he said he would actually lay down his life. And he's going to now lay down his life. That's Simon Peter. Verse 19 goes on to read. This he spoke significantly. Sorry, this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify god and what he had spoken this he said to him follow me then peter turning around saw the disciple whom jesus loved following who also had lain on his breast at the supper and said lord who is it the um, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to which you will follow me? Okay, so the Lord Jesus Christ here just simply said, it's none of his business the question he was asking so he didn't say john would actually live until the rapture now verse 23 goes on to read then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die yet jesus did not say to him that he would not die but if i will that he remain till i come what is that to you this is the disciple who testifies of who testifies of these things and wrote these things and we know that 
his testimony is true. Okay, so he wants to be loved for, you know, your mind as well as he wants actually, yeah, he wants to be the Lord, not he wants to be loved, sorry. He wants to be the Lord of our minds, you and mine, um, you know, as well as our hearts and our will. And today, he's not the Lord of our lives unless he's the Lord of it all. Verse 25 goes on to read. And there are so many other things that Jesus... Um, there are so many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written, no one... If they were written by one... I suppose that even the world itself um, so I suppose that even the, the world itself could not contain the books that would be written by men. So this is not an exaggeration or hyperbolus. This actually is true that the Lord Jesus Christ performed. So many miracles healed so many people, multitudes and multitudes of people, that it would be a lot to actually just put in into a book because he went on and healed multitudes and there was witnesses everywhere of all the people he was healing. So this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye.